0: Something we've really, really been curious about this broadcast. T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, and we have main engine start, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and liftoff. This is TGP Nominal Extra. All systems remain nominal, 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 nominal. Hello everybody and welcome to this month's episode of TGP Nominal Extra. And you know what that means? That means we're going to be looking up in the sky for February. And I can't do that without our resident astronomer, Ross Hockham. How are you doing, sir?
1: Here again. Very good, mate. Yep.
0: So what's been going on with you guys?
1: Uh, well, not a lot in the sky because it's mainly been cloudy, isn't it? There's been snow at one point.
0: Well, we didn't actually get any here, but, um, yeah, I know in Buckinghamshire you got uh, quite a bit of uh, snow.
1: (laughs) Literally, it was on an event night. I had 150 people at a school that we were going to teach, and I got in the van, and as I just got going, the snow started, and it got heavier and heavier and heavier. So, yeah, it was snowing as I was setting all the scopes up, so we set them up inside and all that and did a talk and stuff, but we were lucky. It did actually clear towards the end, so they did get out and have a look at the moon and some stars and bits, so... We we're quite lucky, but yeah, it's a, bit, a good, good bit of snow. Quite liked it.
0: And being in the UK, you kind of get used to it.
1: Yeah, especially the clouds. Just yeah. like for the uh, eclipse, <laughs> big eclipse I was talking about the whole time. And would you believe it? Usually. A full moon gets through most cloud. You can generally kind of see it and if you get a scope on it, you can still see quite a lot of detail and stuff like that. But, oh mate, this was 100% the thickest cloud I think I've ever seen in my life. I couldn't even see like where the moon was glowing through or anything. So, I got up at 2 a.m., had a look, rubbish, went back to bed. Got up at about 3.30, had a look, rubbish. (laughs) I thought, I'm not going to stay up all night if it's going to be like that. And then uh, about four o'clock when it was actually happening, I decided to stay up four till six-ish, just because one, if it did happen, I want to have a quick look if it suddenly cleared out, and two, people who were in the group weren't they all chatting about it and posting because it wasn't cloudy everywhere
0: you go up towards the north it was quite good unless you went to the northwest which apparently it was raining like a good uh on the yeah, west Yeah, coast. it all
1: seemed to be on the west side didn't it yeah because like, uh someone in brighton they said it was clear there and there was somewhere not too far from Milton Keynes, about an hour and a half away and i thought oh, i can't bother to go an hour and a half <laughs> i saw it before in 2015 or ever so i was quite lucky yeah but yeah because i was going to go out actually out out and set up for the whole night and then watch Jupiter and Venus rise. But unfortunately, nah. But it was all on the Facebook group with lots of people putting pictures there and I was there chatting to them and stuff as well. So that's the beauty of Facebook. That's That's We were talking about that earlier, weren't we? That's
0: it. If you didn't manage to see any of it, we did a special page for the eclipse. It's under our Launchpad Extra page where we shared links with the SLU Community Observatory who did a live web session uh, from the Canary Islands. I think their telescopes were over in in the Canary Islands, so they had a lovely clear view. And if you go onto our TGP Nominal Launchpad Extra page, you can see the recordings from that live session on there. So we'll keep it on there for a little while until something big comes up again and then it'll be disappearing and whatever the new thing will be.
1: (laughs) What will be, will be.
0: (laughs) So we're going to take a short break and when we come back, Ross is going to tell us what's going on in the skies for February. Good morning. It's T minus 45 minutes until the final countdown commences. In less than one hour, if all goes according to plan, the three members of the Apollo 11 crew will blast off in their... My father's name was Edwin Eugene Aldrin. ...has dreamt of mankind's greatest adventure. I became Buzz. Destination, the moon. He looked back at the Earth and watched it get smaller. Oh, it was beautiful. Apollo 11, this is Houston. I've got the morning
1: news here, if you're interested. Over.
0: Go ahead, Houston.
1: Uh, An Irishman has won the World Porridge Eating Championship by consuming 23 bowls of instant oatmeal.
0: I'd like to enter Aldrin in the oatmeal eating contest next time. He's on his 19th (laughs) bowl. Roger. Human nature and curiosity is to explore the world around us, and the world around us includes way beyond. Don't get in do Go for landing. Over. I do understand. Go for landing. Roger 1202. We copy it. we will go. St. Hyde. we will go. Okay. Engine stop. We copy you down, Eagle. Terrible kill. Magnificent desolation. The next generation of explorers should not ever give up. On canvas with paint in the artist's school, it is red that is hot and blue that is cool. But in science we show, as the heat gets higher, a star will glow red like the coals of a fire. Raise the heat some more, and what is in sight? Behold, the star glows bright white. But the hottest of all, I say unto you, is neither red nor white when a star has turned blue.
1: This is TGP Nominal. There isn't anything major going on this month, what I can see. There's a supermoon, but when isn't there a supermoon, let's be honest. <laughs> shall I start the month, shall we? So what's going on? So there's going to be a crescent moon during the beginning of the month. And uh, it does start sort of the, f- the first of February. It's the first ever day of February, because it's going to go through the beginning of February, just moving across a little bit. So on the first, you've got a lovely crescent moon, just to the left of the goddess of beauty, Venus, shining bright in the sky in the morning, as always at the moment lots of people have been asking me what the bright object is in the morning sky and it is venus because they're like what is it is the international space station like no that's venus it's crazy have a look and uh you've got jupiter just to the right of venus as well that's coming up quite nicely in the morning so you've got the pair there to have a look at then as the next morning goes the moon's going to slightly moved and it moves further towards the sun so the moon's going to be beginning of the month it's going to be going backwards almost compared to how other things move so it goes back past, and it's going to go actually towards uh, Saturn. So you've got Saturn rising just to the left. That's now becoming a morning object. Uh, Saturn will be a little bit little tough to see because it is very low on the horizon. But it's going to be there all month and getting higher and higher as the month goes. And uh, yeah, it's near the rising sun, so be careful You know, when you're looking at it. Don't accidentally get the sun on there because you know what happens. You go blind and I can't take any responsibility for any action that you may do <laughs> involving the sun. planet actually, on that day, does go behind the moon. But we don't get to see that part of it because it's actually below the horizon but you might just as the moon rises if you've got a clear horizon there to the east you might see the planets Saturn just coming out the other side of the moon so like the dark side it'll just be coming out from there it comes out about 6 30 a.m it starts rising so if you're an early bird and you want to have a look at that who knows you might get to see it I haven't got high hopes because I think it'll be quite difficult to see but it's there why not you don't know unless you try now, Earth itself, we've kind of gone round the Sun and we're now going around the other side of the Sun. So, kind of like, all the planets are almost sort of behind the Sun in a way. So, because we're going around the front of the Sun, as I call this part for some reason, all the planets have moved from one side to the other side because we've gone past. So, they're all now becoming morning and slowly they drift through the day and they become really good night ones. So, we're going to go back around and then pass them again as the year goes on, so we'll be getting better views of them, so it'll be really good. Hopefully, later on, see the planets, and Mars won't have a dust storm this time. Fingers crossed. Might have a peek at it. <laughs> now, if you're a really, really early bird, the next day on the 3rd, if you grab your scope or a pair of binoculars, uh, with a steady hand, you might see, the, when you look at Jupiter, that it actually has a dark spot on it, and it'll be around 5.30 a.m. And the planet will be low, but it's definitely worth an early morning with a hot drink to see uh, what it is, is a moon's shadow. So Ganymede, it's actually one of its moons is going across the front of the planet and you actually see its shadow on Jupiter around that time. And you have to have a look quickly before the sun rises because then it will slowly, you won't be able to see it too well. But that's quite cool to see. Now, as you know, we have been keeping an eye on a a certain comet, which was uh, the December comet, Witanon. I spotted it in December when I was doing an event and it looked really cool. You could see it quite well. It's now moved into Ursa Major, the Great Bear, around where the Plough is. But it has started to fade now it's faded quite a bit so it is still a binocular object apparently and it's gonna dim more and more and more by the end of the month so it's probably your last chance to pop out and actually have a look at this you know this this big ball of snow flying through space so the only time you're going to see it after that is probably just with a telescope so if you want to have a quick peek with some binoculars look around us and major it's around there i'll be putting it in the facebook group as we go along actually pictures of where it is and stuff so you can keep an eye on there <laughs> if you fancy a minor planet hunt then uh, there's a nice lump of rock called 532 Herculina and it reaches opposition on the 6th well, I've never heard of this so I had a little look at what it was uh, it's, it's- pretty much just like a large asteroid. So on the 6th it will be up that you can have a look at. It was actually discovered on April the 20th, 1904 by Max Wolf. His real name is Maximilian Franz Joseph Cornelius Wolf to be precise.
0: There's the name.
1: Can't understand why they shortened it to Max Wolf. because <laughs> you wouldn't want to shout that. You can imagine his mum shouting that when he's been bad. Is Maximilian it- francis Joseph Cornelius Wolf. <laughs>
0: Sounds like some baddie from a Sherlock Holmes book.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Maximilian and Cornelius, they always seem to be uh, baddies' names, and a wolf as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he was a German astronomer, but I think it might have been named after Hercules, funnily enough, because, you know, Herculina, or after an unknown woman of that name. Because uh, apparently the bulk of asteroids that he discovers, he discovered quite a few, around that, that sort of date, the same date, they're all named uh, after characters in operas. Now, I don't really know many operas, I haven't really seen any, so who knows? There might be a Herculina in there. <laughs> On the 9th, the Moon again is starting to creep back into the evening sky. So it was in the morning during the beginning of the month, and now it's in the evening. And it's going to be a nice thin crescent that's going to look fantastic for a scope, because the crescent ones always look really, really cool you look know, for a telescope. So you get loads of detail off of the shadow and that, and where light's hitting. Uh, if we then move on to the 12th, Mars is going to be just below right of the Moon, and the Moon's going to be almost a half Moon. If you get your scope out and have a peek at Mars, get like a a larger eyepiece out, maybe a 25mm or something like that, so you've got a bigger field of view. And you might see that Mars is actually really close to the planet Venus in the sky. They're not really close in space, but in our sky in relation, they look like they're close together. And Uranus is going to be around 8 o'clock mark from Mars. Yeah, so it's going to look like a little blue marble floating in space. You might be able to see a nice red God of War blood sort of looking Mars, and then like a nice blue marble next to it, it'd be quite cool for pictures if anyone wants to get out and have a picture of it, that'd be wicked. Put it in the Facebook group, I'd like to see it. Uranus is a little bit odd because it's really the only planet that we know that kind of it rolls on its side in the solar system. It's like a football rolling round. As Mark knows, when I do my talks to schools, I have to mention that it is actually mostly made of methane, which is a gas, and we know where that comes from. So I'll let you think about that for a moment with its name. You pop out again on the 14th. You look up at the moon, and you look at a region known as the Jura Mountains, which is part of the—I uh, want to say sinus, but it's not—it's sinus, s-i-n-u-s, sinus iridium or iridium. If you look at that area, uh, the Jura Mountains is easy enough. If you put Jura Mountains into Google, it will come up and show you roughly where it is, or if you put it into an app, it's quite easy to find. It's quite a nice area. Uh, the morning light is just going to kind of catch peaks the mountains not our morning light it'd be the, the moon's morning and it as it just sort of gets the tips of these mountain range there it creates like a cool effect and they call it the jeweled handle so i'm guessing it just looks like a handle that's all jeweled i'm not really too sure about <laughs> where the names come from
0: i'm getting so, the impression it just might be a straight piece but where the ridges are on the in, yeah uh, where the sun's shining through you're just going to get these glimmering kind of jewel like effects
1: yeah that'd be cool I've, I've seen it before myself once, I think by accident. I looked at it and I thought, oh, that's well cool. But as you're looking there, you can think, you're actually looking, as you're looking at the moon's Terminator. I'll be back. Which is the shadow bit. That's actually the morning. So if you were there, the shadow will be slowly maybe coming across and it's going to be, you know, that's the moon's morning you're looking at. So that's quite, I like quite looking at things like that. So if we go back to the morning sky now, on the 18th, just below Venus, there'd be uh, the planet Saturn. So before, Saturn was kind of to the left of it, but as Venus is coming back towards the Sun in its orbit, the Saturn is literally almost going to be almost directly below it, and they're not too far apart either. So if you weren't able to spot it before, the 18th morning is a fantastic time to go out and actually be able to spot where Saturn is. Jupiter, again, is just going to be to the right of it, so you've got the chance in the morning to see three planets up, and you can also see, as you, if you've been watching Venus, you'll actually be able to see how it moves in its orbit. The next morning, so the 19th, you'll see that Venus has moved again and this time it's gone past Saturn. So it went over the top of it towards the Sun, so towards the left. And uh, you can actually see how far it has moved in one day. So you can see how quickly it actually does actually move in the sky. With it and Saturn and then the star, I don't know this star, I know you sent me me a constellation thing, didn't you, of all the (laughs) correct terminology? Yeah. That was brilliant, and I haven't mentioned one constellation yet. I'm gonna have to. We we'll have to do a constellation gig <laughs> and talk all about them. But yeah, there's a star. I like owl, so I'm gonna go owl instead of all. A border? Yeah, that sounds right. Well, it's probably wrong, but there's a star anyway, right there, and it makes a lovely little triangle with it. So you have Saturn, the star, and uh, Venus. So that'd be quite cool to see, especially with a telescope, because they'll all be slightly. You know, Venus be really bright. I imagine the star will be dimming as a uh, blue sky comes up. So that's quite a cool thing to see in the morning. If you stay up (laughs) later in the evening on the same day, the rising moon on this day marks its closest approach to Earth in 2019. So for this year, it's the closest it's going to be to Earth. And making it, you guessed it, Mark, another supermoon. (laughs) Yeah, we love a supermoon it rises around 5 30 pm and it will look awesome on the horizon it always does it's always like a massive sort of yellow isn't it Mm -hmm. coming up it looks huge because of an illusion that our atmosphere does and that so i might might pop out and have a look at that it's quite cool something to see it always makes a good picture if you've got something in the background or stand there with your hand below it or things like that it's all good fun on the 22nd if we go back to the moon again find the crater Messier who's we know who Messier is named after the famous astronomer Charles Messier I imagine mm-hmm. who cataloged most of the brightest objects in the night sky which yeah. we now use to find them all
0: if you don't use the word Messier before a finding um, you usually find that they've got a number with an M in front of it and that Means Messier, which is named after him.
1: Yep, so you've got like M31, M25, stuff like that. Not the motorway. he was looking for comets though he was looking through the sky and he kept finding all these bright objects so he catalogued them all so as not to see them again and go oh that's a comet oh no now he knows where they are he's like he didn't want to confuse them so he didn't want to see these things whereas now we use them to see them because they're cool stuff like nebula globular clusters galaxies all things like that so he's really helped the astronomy world by accident didn't he really yeah (laughs) by doing that so yeah so if you have a look there it's a crater called Messier, it's got almost like two spikes, so two lumps sticking out from the edge of the crater and it creates like a shadow, like two spikes going across on the moon. So it looks pretty cool as it hits the two peaks on the crater's wall and it yeah, it does like a double spike shadow. So it's something cool to spot and have a look at, something a little bit different. <laughs> On the 27th, we're going to Mercury, which I haven't really spoken much about. Mercury, the messenger, reaches its greatest eastern elongation, meaning it is the furthest point from the sun before it will start heading back. So it's a good time to spot it because it's furthest away in its orbit. So it's a nice spot in the evening sky now. So it's moved from the morning to the evening. So if you want to have a quick peek at Mercury, get out there in the afternoon. So something in the evening now and something in the morning. Most of the planets are in the morning now, to be fair, apart from Mars and Uranus. Again, on the morning, 28th, planets form quite a cool little line in the sky with a crescent moon as well there. So that'd be a really nice thing to see. You've got Venus, Saturn, the moon, then Jupiter. And if uh, you are out, the International Space Station actually flies over them all around 6 a.m. So that is a nice finisher for the shortest month. So if you haven't seen the ISS, it it looks a bit like Venus really, really bright. And it goes over within about three to five minutes, something like that, depending on it. And from what I've seen, it's, it's actually in the UK skies at the moment for this month. It's coming over, I can see two or three times a night by the looks of it. So the whole month, keep an eye out. You might see the space station flying around. Now, that's pretty much what's happening in a month, but I do have to talk about Orion just for a little bit because I went out to my uh, dark sky site in Calvert. It's near Steeple Claydon, so not far from Milton Keynes. I was about to say I got my 10 inch out, but I shouldn't really say that. I got my 10 inch Dobby out. Uh, I had a look at the Orion Nebula and Oh my God, it was amazing. I've never seen it that good. It was a proper nice clear sky and it's the first time I've actually gone to the dark site to look at it. And through the eyepiece, you know i was just trying to find it i knew i knew where it was but i thought oh, i'll just put like a 20 mil on or something which is you know doesn't zoom in too much to find it and then i have a closer look but the, the, the gas and dust from the orion nebula literally filled the entire eyepiece and i've never seen it do that wow i've never seen it that good and then uh, my friend bex who actually found the dark site for me she came and had a look as well and she was blown away because it's the first time she had properly seen it because it's got four central stars in it and it's called a trapezium. Funnily enough, because there's four of them and it looks like a trapezium. And they light up all the gas all around it. So the stars lights actually lighting it all up and it just looks, it's it's a star nursery and you can actually just see it. It almost looked like it was moving and, you know, it's where where planets and stars are being made and born. And to see that, that good, I just thought, oh man, I need to get more people here. They need to come and see this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, if you've got a chance, if you know where Orion is, Orion's belt, literally just below it. There's a little, like little, almost like where his sword's hanging, they say. little group of stars there below his belt. Have a look there, even with binoculars, because the Orion Nebula is right there. And if you've got a dark sky, oh, man, go and look at it. It's, a, it's absolutely amazing. I wish I could have got a picture. So I think I'm going to have to invest in a camera or something. <laughs> to actually be able to show people what I saw. Yeah. So it's really amazing. So, yeah, so that for me, that's the month. And that topped it off last month for me. I didn't see the eclipse, but I did see the Orion Nebula like never before. So it just goes to show that, you know, I've looked at it for five years and I've still been blown away. It's awesome.
0: What's coming up for you guys over February? I think we might I may have covered it a little bit in January, but it would be good to speak about it again so that people know what's going on.
1: I'm booked up now to like October, I think, November, the people are starting to book me I'm doing sort of one a month events, but most of them are kind of private things, you know, schools and cubs and stuff like that, because, you know, I'll teach anyone, I love chatting to people. But the big things we've got, which is a big public event, is Dunstable Downs. And uh, from the 12th to the 15th, uh, they've actually got Dark Sky Whales there. They're there all week, apparently, and they're going to have their planetarium, there's talks, there's going to be scopes and all sorts of cool stuff to do. So there's family days and adult days and stuff like that. So if you go on their website, Dunsport Downs, or you can have a look on ours, UK Astronomy on Facebook or on the website. we we'll have information there about it as well. And I'm actually quite honoured to say that I'll be there as the main speaker with all my telescopes as well. I'm only there on the 13th and the 14th because, uh, unfortunately, work gets in the way and stuff like that but the 13th is going to be like a just a family night where i'll be talking you know about planets and with the inflatable solar systems to get all the kids up to hold it adults as well if they want to talking about the planets how you can see them some cool facts about them with pictures and what's going on and then the next day on the 14th well it's february the 14th that's valentine's so it's more of an adult-themed night, probably for couples and lovers to come along. Where I will do, I'm going to actually, re, I'm going to write a new talk. I'm thinking about maybe going for something about, you know, women are from Venus, men are from Mars, sort of thing venus is up in the morning mars is in the you know in the evening as men you know a lot of myself i find myself i'm more of an afternoon evening kind of guy whereas my wife is more of a morning kind of person <laughs> and then also i'm going to talk about things like you know there's the heart nebula heart and soul nebulas there's a uh, there's a diamond ring cluster as well there's actually a nebula that actually all the dust looks like a heart and things like that so i'm going to tie in all that romantic stuff for the couples there so there's quite a bit that i'm going to try and tie in and you know what's more romantic than and hopefully having a clear night under the stars and going out and seeing some cool stuff. So yeah, the 13th and the 14th, I'll be there. So if you want to come along and meet me and say hello, put a face to the name. I'm quite a nice person, <laughs> generally. We're doing events with them all through the year. So hopefully these ones go well. They'll be inviting us back more and more. Awesome.
0: Dot Weebly.com. That's well, Ross, we've come to the end of another packed episode of TGP Nominal Extra, and obviously, I'd like to thank you for coming on board.
1: Thank you for having me. I, I, as I say, I really like doing this podcast, because... I get to write all the information down and I actually learn from it myself. So I you know, I write it down, I look it all up and now I know what's going on this month. So I can then put it in the Facebook group and I know you always do the notes for it as well, which really helps people, doesn't it? They can actually read it all with pictures and see what we're actually talking about. So yeah, I love doing it. Thank you for having me.
0: No worries. And obviously we'd like to thank everybody out there for listening to the show. Don't forget, we're going to have a special coming up later on in the month, hopefully, where we're going to be talking about Field of Force Day. So uh, stay tuned for that and we will talk to you all again really soon. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of TGP Nominal. If you want to get in touch with us, then... Send
1: an email to garbagepod at virginmedia.com, where your input is our output.
0: Or click the social media icons at the top left of the page over at tgpnominal.weebly.com. If you would like to subscribe to any of our podcasts, you can do so via iTunes, the RSS feed, and also Stitcher and TuneIn on Demand Radio. And you can listen to me going solo, bringing you the latest in movies and home theatre for regular people in the Widescreen podcast over at widescreen.org. Don't forget to rate and review us. If you like what we're doing here, then why not buy us a pint by clicking on the donate button on any of the podcast pages. And don't forget to spread the word about us.